Hello and happy summer holidays from the whole of the Car Chum team. Uh, they're off sunning themselves and taking undeserved breaks. Me too, I guess. But Car Chum never leaves your podcast player empty. I've shied away from calling this a best of, uh, but I know it's not a worst of anyway. Funny how so much has happened across all the episodes and I genuinely couldn't remember most of it. Maybe I tried to forget. Anyway, just in case you've forgotten, here's a reminder. You're on, Mike. You're on. Hooray! Yeah. Yay! Hello. <laughs> Makeup is done. Um, yeah. <laughs> what such, such as it is. Yeah, the, the car, car, car charm makeup artist has been in, been and gone. <laughs> <laughs> Took one look and fled. <laughs> yeah, resi- resigned. <laughs> well, this week I thought vans, didn't you? We both yeah. thought about vans. Yay! <laughs> I, I had a joke set up for that because I thought you were going to ask me what the topic was like you've done for the last 30 episodes. But never mind. I'll uh, I just uh, I, I just throw that away and carry on. Yes, vans! We'll use that another time. Hey, Mike, no, what are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> it's not going to work now. <laughs> vans, I'm going to take a sneaky guess. Yeah, and we haven't talked about this beforehand, but I reckon I reckon you're a van man. I reckon you like a van. I I well, be honest, I do like a van. Mm. I mean to be on this this week's topic really is what's the second best van you can buy or own or drive? Because I say the best van you can ever own is a Ford Transit. Again, I was just about to say, I'm going to define it further than you're a van man and you like vans. I'm going to guess that you you like a Transit. (laughs) I do. Well guessed. Alfa Romeo. They they built vans. No. Do you know this? 1954 to 1983. It was later called the Tututo. I don't know exactly how you pronounce that. I'm murdering the Italian. You really are. Um, but the original name, what do you reckon Alfa Romeo decided to call their original van? It's a tough question. I'll put you out of your misery. They called it the Romeo. So it was Alfa Romeo the Romeo. Alfa Romeo Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Rather, why? <laughs> you like you like that? You'll love this. Um, they built one with side windows and rear seats, okay. and that was called, I kid you not, the Promiscuo. No. Yeah. Why? Fantastic. I don't know because <laughs> they're Italian. Ask Alfa Romeo. Uh, came with a twelve ninety cc twin cam four, which already sounds like pretty interesting, mm-hmm. or. You could have the option of the two-cylinder supercharged diesel. Really? Yes. Do you know, if you'd asked me, has there ever been a production supercharged diesel, I'd have said, no, I don't think there has. Uh, only in lorries. Okay. Which, and coaches and things, which have virtually, you know, that's virtually all they've all they've run on when they're diesels. But yeah, 1,158cc, 30 brake horsepower. If you own one of these vehicles, we want to drive it. I've never heard of it. So, so the Romeo Romeo and the Promiscuo. Yeah. The Promiscuo was the um, side windows and rear seats version nice. of the Alfa Romeo Romeo. <laughs> um, or, um, Auto Tuto or Tutio. 
um, apparently means all-purpose. Okay. If you're trying to translate what I'm I saying wasn't. into uh, some sort of English. Did you um, <laughs> did you pass your driving test first time, Jim? Uh, second time. Ah, excellent. What did you do wrong on the first oh, one? While I was reverse parking, a very helpful gentleman walking a Labrador decided that he would back me into the space. <laughs> and, while I was, <laughs> and I was sat there inwardly going, no, just go away. I, what are you doing? Just, this is my test. This, what are you? So, so I don't know whether he was, um, I don't know whether I hold him responsible for not passing or the fact that I reversed over their foot. I don't know which of those incidents did it. But, uh, no, no, of course not. That didn't happen. You are the generator of this idea. And actually, when you sent it to me, I thought, oh, actually, tell you what, that's quite interesting because manufacturers do, <laughs> do um, you know, have, have a wide... This is a better way of putting it. You ready for this? A mm. wide portfolio of products. What do you think? Oh, very good. Oh, yes, good, very yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. go on, go on. Then who's going who's gonna to do Lamborghini tractors? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose that's 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 start by kind of saying that obviously a lot of car companies, as we know them today, began as anything but car companies. So a lot of them started out making carts to be towed behind horses, so wagons and things, and that's pretty much common in virtually every country. Was they started out with horses. And then, obviously, as the as as the car or the van became more commonplace, the internal combustion engine, they started to put engines in their carts, and that's really where the early cars came from. Uh, a lot of them also were making bicycles. I just about to say, I wanted to put my hand up and say, "So, uh, excuse me, m- uh, Mr. Renault, <laughs> wasn't it, ah. wasn't it bicycles?" But I suppose, yeah, okay, it's both. So, bi- bikes and carts. Yeah. yeah, your your impatience is such a virtue. <laughs> come, come on, <laughs> get to the good bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay optimism there um but i i've just really just i i sort of spent last night um kind of going through different uh companies and various uh different uh permutations of the words what do car companies make other than cars <laughs> uh yes i mean you say lamborghini tractors yes mm. they started out as tractors uh a lot of different tractors uh built by a lot of different car companies and if i could find that piece of my notes that would work just beautifully well i can um, feel i can feel by saying they still make tractors lamborghini yes so do porsche and they started i think in the 40s uh fiat Volvo, you don't see many Volvo tractors, do you? I do you know. I don't think I've or ever seen you? a Volvo tractor. No, I don't think so. Then again, I've never seen a Porsche tractor either. But. No, I've, I've I've seen a couple. Seen them at car shows. Oh, early they, ones. They tend to be the really yeah forties, yeah fifties ones. You know, I have. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, if I say to you, David Brown. Hmm. Yeah. Well, of you'll, course. You'll, yeah. you'll look at me blankly as no, I expected. No. No, no, I've driven, I've driven a David Brown tractor, um, and and then curiously, they're not, uh, they're not brown actually. Uh, they no, tend well, to be, tend to be white, don't they? I think David Brown tractors. Do you do you think David Brown should have changed the surname then to reflect the fact that because uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he couldn't find any brown paint? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, of course, obviously, as as you know, and as mm. the listener is no doubt aware, David Brown adding his uh, his initials to the db and aston martin to give us the db1 the db2 the db7 there are others i won't name them all 
Yes, indeed. This could this again. This could get very dull. Couldn't be TV one. Um, what um, what was his function at Aston then, Aston Martin? Um, that's 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 an edit point, <laughs> by the really way. It is an edit. We'll leave that one. <laughs> 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 so li- listen, listen out for the clunk, and then yes, of course, David Brown was. <laughs> well, he, he ran the company, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Move on. It was important. Whatever it was, it was uh, it was vital. I think I might to, leave um... it. Actually, Mike, I'm sorry. I think that is staying. Actually, because it's made me smile. Um, look, you don't have to know everything. Another founding memory of, um, you know, never meet your heroes. Uh, friend of a friend was introduced to him. Um, he'd, he'd visited my friend and I'd gone round to, to sort of see them. I burst in all excitedly and said, wow, there's a DeLorean parked up the road. And mm-hmm. they said, oh, yeah, that's, you know, this, this guy, Russell, his name was, oh, yeah, that's Russell. Wow, you're incredible, you know. <laughs> and, and Russell was kind of a bit of a computer geeky guy, wasn't into... Um, cars especially but was very into computers was very into back to the future which i imagine 99 mm-hmm. percent of the people who own deloreans own a delorean because of back to the you, future let's be honest you don't own a delorean and say no i've never seen that i've never seen that <laughs> film <laughs> cinema oh what's that <laughs> i bought it because it's a fabulous looking car that's totally reliable and really well designed <laughs> um i love wayward handling <laughs> and 170 horsepower is just too much for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why would I want a car with the windows wind down? <laughs> um, so I, I sort of desperate to have a uh, have a ride in this car at some point. Uh, this would have been early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. So the car had to have been around 10 years old. So um, I said, "Oh, can I? You know, can we have a ride? Can we have a ride?" So we went. We went somewhere for some social event and uh, see, I give you a lift back. I'm so excited. Um, the five minutes we spent trying to get the passenger door open didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't dent your enthusiasm. Didn't dent my th- whatsoever. No, the fact that the seat was wet because it had been raining, that didn't bother me. Um, <laughs> I started to get a little bit more worried because it was the middle of the night and we were driving through the countryside and then just suddenly every light in the car went off. It just plunged into darkness. Oh, really? Yeah. Kill kept driving. It didn't stall. He was still driving <laughs> along. It was just like, boom, suddenly you know, complete pitch black. And wow. he just punched the dashboard twice and it all came back on. And I remember thinking, okay, <laughs> maybe the build <laughs> quality minute, isn't, isn't quite Lotus standards here. Um, this is a problem with the flux capacitor, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah then suddenly there were two uh, two massive flames and we ended up in 1956. Every movie with a police car in it, every taxi cab going around New York, it's a Crown Vic, and they're incredible cars. When the police version is basically a Mustang front clip on a, on a truck chassis with a four-door saloon, it's designed to take such an absolute hammering on a day-to-day basis, be driven into things, just idle at the side of the road <laughs> for 18 to 20 hours a day before going straight into full to chase something and then hit something and then go back onto duty the next day having been a uh, you know, new bumper or wing tacked on overnight and carry on as normal as if nothing's happened. It's just incredible cars. So it is the uh, the, the perfect car for London then? Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from the width restrictors, it doesn't go through width restrictors. And I found one which was dark metallic green. It's such a dark green. I actually thought it was black when I saw it on, on eBay because you always buy cars from another country on eBay. That's the best advice I can give anyone. <laughs> 
Um. <laughs> Have you seen my Instagram, Facebook, yada yada, Twitter? Uh, you know I never look at those. <laughs> Have you not seen that W140 coupe in sky blue um, with the white wall tyres? No, but okay. I will, hang on. Yeah, I will yeah. go and look at it now. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and plastic chrome trim. If if you haven't looked at the Car Charm social media accounts, have a look. If nothing else, just to see a Mercedes S Class Coupe with white wall tires. It really is. I my, my, I didn't write anything about it. I just simply put the caption this i know you like to take really long journeys in cars and sort of drive across europe for for, for fun for bread and eggs so did did you ever do any of your wonderful long journeys any any of your e39s were they yes autobahns yeah both of them things uh both of them actually uh both both of them have done um several laps of the nurburgring <laughs> okay. uh, um, most hilariously, I think probably the 520i, because uh, <laughs> wife and child strapped in and a boot full, absolutely crammed full of uh, luggage. It had no self-leveling, so so it was nice sort of powerboat position. That thing round the Nürburgring was so slow. We were like a a, a moving chicane. You know? <laughs> and particularly when you got, you know, ploughed into a corner and then have an uphill straight afterwards yeah. oh come on you, you thought, <laughs> i wonder if we should actually get out and run to to try and you know speed the thing up but it, it, that i have to say that wasn't probably the finest experience in it because it was <laughs> it was drastically underpowered and, and overladen but yeah that that, that went mm. around the whole of um uh whole of europe that did did you put the sticker on the back with the nurburgring track and and you know oh look we've been to we've been to the ring might have done you did didn't you might have done might have done but <laughs> no i know but i have a rule on the nurburgring sticker and the rule is you i i've got a little stock of them i only put them on cars that have actually been round the ring yeah Okay, well, so, no, I mean, that was obviously this is the way you're supposed to do it. Well, um, no, but you could, I could put a, a, a ring sticker on what I've yeah. got at the moment because I've done it, but that doesn't count. It's got to be the, to me, it's got to be the vehicle. Mm. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I do quite like the variation of them that came out about 10 years ago with, with never been yes, underneath know. it. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I rather like, you'd, you'd see that a lot on the M25 when you driving around the London area, an yep. awful lot of never been with the Nürburgring. <laughs> the, um, the, on, but no, they're the, good. the 525D um, also did some lappage as well. That was a lot better because it had a lot more power, a lot more torque, so you could actually get some decent speed between corners. Um, rather than having to speed up for corners, you you had to slow down for them. And and when 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 we got back to the um, you know car park afterwards, it, you knew it had done a reasonable job because the brakes were smoking at the front. And then you you, you know it's you, you know you've done all right. Then you know. Mine, mine does that just going to the end of the road. <laughs> it's like something I'm hoping will be fixed at some point. I've I've always been kind of terrified of the Nurburgring. I'm not in any way a performance driver anyway. Um, the nearest I've got to it has been playing it on the Xbox. And I always thought the one time I do a perfect lap on the Xbox, you know, I, I will then sort of consider that maybe one day if I somehow ended up at a Nürburgring. And it's never happened. I've probably been playing on the Xbox for about 15 years and I've still yet to get a perfect 
one round, or you know, just put in something like a twelve hundred cc beetle and think, right, I go at forty miles an hour, I will learn the corners, and they're mm. still like, whoa, smack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be, yeah. you know, I'd be dead. <laughs> so it's it's never. I totally understand the appeal, and I've got friends who who have racing licenses, and I've been round tracks with people who know what they're doing, and I kind of, yeah, I you know, I get the appeal. But just not for me. I don't think I've got the concentration for a start. It's the reason I never get a motorbike. Because I don't think I've got the concentration to... My mind would start wandering. And uh, and then it'd be, oh, bang. And that's it. You know, it's all over. It's all right. Well, <laughs> on that, I, I knew, used to know a pilot. And he actually ended up being a Concorde pilot. Because he said he couldn't stay awake <laughs> on the 747s. <747. laughs> I spoke to a company some years back who did bring cars in, and I said, well, you know, what, what's the likelihood of finding a snake or something in there? Or, you know, you get it from Canada, a grizzly bear. You know, op- <laughs> open the trunk and out pops a cougar. But um, In your dreams. They, they said it in my dreams, yeah. But they, um, they different, said, different no, I wanted, a, I wanted a puma. Um, but, no, they, um, they, they said, oh, yeah, you know, they, they, they get sprayed before they leave the states and they get sprayed when they come off the ferry and uh, i said yeah is that really and he went no to be honest we never bother and nor do they but that's what we tell people the vice royal state survives it was in the royal family for 10 years it looks like a plain dark green big voxel estate it's wonderfully low-key mm-hmm. it was used to towing horse boxes and conveying corgis wouldn't want it if it's been used for towing it's clearly been abused and it smells a dog <laughs> My resounding memory every time I drive a Saab is of the owner having to show me what the hell you do to get the ignition key out and get the damn thing started. Because <laughs> I can never remember. And I always thought, like, all right, where's the key? Oh, there it is, conveniently placed in the centre console. Um, and then you have to remember, you put it in reverse, reverse yeah, to get, reverse. get the start or something? Well, because, because the, the re- no, the reason, <laughs> not to get it start, the reason is that, you know, if you put a key on the um, steering column, you can put a steering lock on. As soon as you hmm. move the key to between the seats, you can't have a steering lock, so you've got to have some form of security, because that actually was mandated to become legal, that you had to have some kind of security. Um hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was an interlock. You had to put it in reverse before you could take the key out, and then it was locked in reverse. So there was no steering lock, but the car was immovable, well, yeah, was, was but only backwards. <laughs> obviously such a fantastic idea that every other car manufacturer adopted it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they didn't. Saab was the only one that ever, ever did it in the entire history of mankind. So clearly it was a great idea. No, I won't have a word said against it. Anyway, but I wasn't going to talk about the first 900. That was really just a backdrop. It's the second, the the Mark II, if you like, which was 93. They, there was an overlap. But 93 only lasted, I think, five years, called the NG. This is 1993, not the Saab 93. Well, I, well no, 1993, no, because no, we hadn't got a 93 by that point. 93 was the second 900. So that replaced the original one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're having a conversation in binary. <laughs> Except for binaries. Binaries just noughts and ones, Mike. What are you talking about? The first Saab 900, 
up to 93. Right. The second yes. 900 from 93. And then from 98, okay. the 9-3. It's quite clear. <laughs> Will there be a fact sheet accompanying this episode? <laughs> there won't be a fun sheet, I know that. <laughs> be a quiz at the end. Um, anyway, look, okay, the, so... the second one, the second generation was by the time it had been mostly, I think they were maybe still 50-50 with... Um, Vauxhall, ownership, Opel, um, what they call General mm. Motors, um, but it was it was sort of Cavalier based, and um, it really was not right. that yes. not that exciting to be honest. I had a, um, I did have a nine three, so post ninety eight nine dash three, um, which was the updated version of the nine hundred from nineteen ninety three. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, and that no. it was a it was a convertible. Um, oh my goodness! It was a nice car, but it was it was as flexible as as you know a Helix ruler. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went over a bump and the whole thing kind of twisted. And, but it was a nice I, car. I cannot compile a straight classic car article with any great degree of conviction. I regard it as the you know the acme of tedium. It's worse than watching Judge Rinder on a permanent loop. Cavalier Mark mm. Two. Right, and this is a very specific model, not not the whole Mark II, because it was actually quite a nice car, the Opel Ascona. Um, so this is a family one, actually. A family member, a great relative, with a capital G, mm. had from New a Cavalier, a saloon, which I always thought was a bit odd on the Cavalier. That The Cavalier should have been a hatch. I mean, and it was, but yeah. any Cavalier should say, have been yeah, a hatch. Yeah, it was. I think it just sits. <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> like, like the Cavalier hatchback, you mean? Like the now, what did they sports hatch? The sport that was on the Mark One. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Mark Two. So, so it just looked better, and it. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with the saloon. It's not ugly or anything, but it just. I don't know. I feel cheated because it should be a hatch. Two door or four door. Do you know what I mean? In this case, because they did four door. They were no, they no, they were only, they were two all four door. doors. They were in, in, what, Maybe not on the no, Mark not One, on Mark II. but they certainly did do a two-door Cavalier because that's what they based the convertibles on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, no, they did. I'm good, sure you good could point, buy a Mark point, One saloon point, they, yeah. in hatch and saloon, but go, we, I hope your point wasn't about to be no, no, they should have made Mark them two two-door, two but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> have I just ruined that? <laughs> totally ruined. No, no, no hang on, we, we're getting we're getting muddled. The Mark Two, there was a a convertible. Yes. Um, but I don't think there was a two-door I saloon. I think there was. Not in, certainly not in Vauxhall, but you're looking up I am actually wondering how, how if I can grab like the Observer's Book of Cars and what year, what year I ought to go for. <laughs> um, I'm sure there was. Uh, 80, 88, 89, 90. Oh, 90s. So like the Mark II as a two-door. Yes. Mm. Which is why I said the no, Mark II. No, that would have been the Manta several times, wouldn't it? No, the, the Manta was the Mark One. Did not do a Mark Two Manta in the eighties. No. Well, it's going to be fun to edit, isn't it? No. What I'd say is scrap this entire piece. Be quick. It'll. <laughs> it'll yeah, I was going to say it'll be quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Delete. Um, anyway, and this was <laughs> make your point, and maybe we can salvage something from this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, well, the point was the. Uh, the specification that my great relative bought. He was not interested in cars 
<laughs> at all. Someone less interested in cars, impossible to find. <laughs> right? And I got an, I've got another story about that involving a Hillman, but I'll save that for another day. But a Cavalier, he bought, he bought the 1.3L four speed saloon because it was the 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 the, the cheapest <laughs> can you imagine sitting down with the brochure well, i don't suppose he did i expect he just said i'll have the cheapest yeah. one of them please <laughs> but can you imagine looking at the brochure and go oh wait a minute i could have comfortable seats or i could have itchy ones <laughs> yeah i'll have the itchy ones um uh, oh, I could have a five-speed gearbox like every other car in the world by this point, or I could have uh, no. Wait, I'll go for the four-speed. Yep, <laughs> definitely, that'll be good on the motorway. Um, and oh, wait a minute, engine. Yes, a one point three. That's what I need. Not the family two engine, you know, the one point six and two liter. That were rather nice. I'll have the one point three. It's really quite scary sometimes how basic a lot of cars were just for a moment i thought you said 65 midgets a 65 mg <laughs> uh, and you can tell a 65 i was taught on the rally because of the round wheel arches at the back later ones were square or is it the other way around you're looking blank as well um it's a it, no it, i'm not looking blank i'm wondering who told you that the owner yeah they do. I've, uh, I've looked it up since. Some have got rounded wheel arches at the back, and some have got yeah, kind they, of squared off. They they made them, and whatever year I say is going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say it was about 1972. Okay. For about 18 months, they were square wheel arch. They went to round, which looked fantastic. They then realised that these cars, if they got the slightest little hit from the back, just folded up. So uh-huh. they then went back to square wheel arch, but it was very, very brief. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And that's why, because of strength, because I suppose a squarer shape is, is stronger. Is that the... Yeah. Do you know what? So they're, pre- they're pretty rare, if, the real, real round ones. Um, if there's no other reason to listen to Car Charm, just that fact, actually, I think, this week, I think that's the, I think that's the, the winning fact. Are we just going to make this a, a like a 30-second long podcast? <laughs> yes, just cut the rest out. we just cut, cut out the rest of that dross <laughs> to get to that point. Ah, as facty as ever. Carcham will be back next time, and wait for it. The content and subject is already planned. What? Anyway, thanks for listening this time, and don't forget to keep in touch via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Till next time, pip pip. <laughs>